0: Welcome to Eagle Alpha's Profiting from Data podcast. Today's episode features an interview with Vikram Sharmuthi and Elizabeth Bottolato from EPFR. EPFR provides fund flows and allocations data to the broader market and is a subsidiary of Informa Financial Intelligence. In this episode, the guests talk about EPFR's newest offering, a monthly view of fund flows into over 3,500 individual hedge funds managing over 1.6 trillion in assets. Additionally, the group discusses how hedge fund data and information around hedge funds is one of the most requested data sets by EPFR's clients and a deeper dive into insights around fund flows categorized by country. Please enjoy this conversation between Vic, Liz, and your host, Neil Hurley.
1: So good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for your time today. I'm joined by Vic and Elizabeth from EPFR. Now, uh, Vic, where are, you, where are you calling in from today?
2: Uh, Cambridge, Mass.
1: Excellent. And uh, Liz?
0: Calling in from Boston, Massachusetts.
1: Excellent. So before we get into the discussion on the data at EPFR, it'd be great just to hear a little bit about your background. Vic, how did you get into data?
2: Well, I finished up, uh, wrapped up a PhD in math from UC San Diego. My wife had a job in Boston. This was during the tech bubble. And the problem with getting an academic job in Boston is you can either get, get tenured at Harvard or MIT or there's all kinds of unpleasant places. So I figured I'd switch to finance.
1: <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, Liz, you've been a friend of uh, Eagle Alpha's for a long time. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining today. Um, tell us a little bit about your time at EPFR. What, what have you done there?
0: Yeah, thanks. I, I've been with EPFR for quite a while now, almost eight years. I, I started off working for them out in Asia in their Hong Kong office and a few years ago relocated to the U.S. And I've worked across various roles within the company, uh, currently sitting as a product manager. So really happy to be here today to share about one of our new product launches.
1: Excellent. Tell us, for the, for the listeners that are that are new to EPFR as as a company, Tell us, tell us a little bit about it, Vic. What's the background? Where is everybody based? And you know, what are, the, what are the types of data that you're working with?
2: Yeah, EPFR is based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. There's a massive data team that is in India. But the management and the, the engineering and the sales marketing are based out of Cambridge. We are a subsidiary of Informa Financial Intelligence, which is based in the UK. EPFR covers ETFs and mutual funds. So we calculate flows into these, uh, into ETFs and mutual funds. We also collect country, sector, industry, and stock level positioning of these funds.
1: Okay. And there's lots of different types of data sets within EPFR, but you, you have a new data set. Is that, is that correct?
2: Yes. So Liz will talk about, we're now covering hedge funds, and Liz will say more about that.
1: Okay. Very good. So Liz, tell us a little bit more about the, the data set.
0: Yeah, great. Happy to. So we're really excited about this data set. As I mentioned, I've been with the company for a long time um, doing various things. And one thing has remained very consistent over the years, and that is the client request for hedge fund data and information around hedge funds. To give you a brief overview of of the data set we've just launched, it's a monthly view of fund flows into more than 3,500 individual hedge funds uh, that are managing over $1.6 in assets. Uh, we estimate that to be a little over 40% of uh, the global industry. The product itself, uh, we've actually created this in partnership with a company called Barclay Hedge. Barclay Hedge is a source of hedge fund performance data. Their offerings primarily help allocators make fund selections and managers contribute to them um, to attract investor capital. The new data set though has been created for use cases outside of fund selection and to be easily used alongside of EPFR's mutual fund and ETF flows.
1: Very interesting. So sorry, you're saying what you've done is...
0: Yeah, just a little background about how we've created the product. Um, what we've done is we've combined both EPFR and our partners' tracked funds to create a comprehensive uh, database, and then applied EPFR's fund flow calculation, taxonomy, quality control, so that it's consistent with the other um, fund flow data sets that we provide our clients.
1: Okay, very interesting. So with that level of coverage, you're going to be you're going to have insights into both. Cayman structures and also onshore or, you know, regulated fund structures. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. Um, There are a number of ways to um, glean insights from this data set. Uh, The data can be viewed by flows into domiciles, investment strategies. We can look at flows into discretionary versus quantitative approaches and so forth.
1: Very good. Liz, what's the history of the data set?
0: So we have history going back 10 years.
1: Okay. And it's what sort of frequency is the data?
0: This is a monthly, monthly data set. As we were doing our due diligence and research on what was available in the market, we found that uh, most hedge funds weren't taking in capital on a daily or weekly frequency. Um, So monthly seemed to make the most sense.
1: Okay. Very good. And what sort of fields are there within, within the data set?
0: Yeah. So uh, we look at flows. We look at fund managers' performance. Um, again, we we are all of the funds within our database fit within fifty six different investment strategies. We look at what type of investment approach they're taking. Again, where they're domiciled, currencies that their clients are investing in. Um, quite a number. And and Vic has done a lot of work sort of dissecting this data and identifying uh, new use cases and, and trends in the data.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Liz. So Vic, on some of the analysis you've done as a quant strategist, what are some of the use cases that you're seeing within the data
2: So as Liz mentioned, in addition to starting assets, ending assets, fund return and flow into the fund over a monthly basis, we also provide descriptive uh, characteristics about the fund, like the currency of the fund, the domicile, where the fund invests, like its mandate, whether it's discretionary or systematic. So One of those, so so domicile is one of those things. We simply aggregated up fund flows by domicile, by country of domicile, and scaled that by the total assets held by the funds in each domicile. So it turns out that this percentage flow ends up being a reversal indicator. Yeah. We've found that on, on rebalancing monthly, if you divide uh, MSCI ACQUI countries into five buckets, the low flow bucket outperforms the high flow bucket by about 4% annually.
1: Very good. So are, are, there, are there specific countries where we should pay more attention to fund flows? So say if flows are going into hedge funds domicile in specific countries, do you find there's a stronger signal?
2: Yeah, you have to be careful because, so for instance, if you take the latest um, May 21 uh, flows, that that's the, the latest available hedge fund data, you'll find there's a there's a 32% outflow from Colombian domiciled hedge funds. Well, it turns out there's only one such hedge fund. So even though there's a massive outflow, you should take that with a grain of salt when thinking about betting on Colombia.
1: Okay, Interesting. And is there any countries where you're seeing the opposite effect?
2: Yeah. So, so there, are, there are inflows into hedge funds domiciled in Brazil, Canada, Russia, Spain, and the Netherlands. And, those are, and so those, for our model, would not be favored. We don't expect those markets to do well going forward.
1: Okay. That's interesting. And what about... You know, Liz Liz talked about just the the other categories or the other fields, I should say, within the data set. Um, Are there any other fields that you think are interesting in terms of predictive ability?
2: Yeah, so we looked at, at least from a descriptive standpoint, we looked at quant versus fundamental because the data set classifies hedge funds as either systematic or discretionary. And it turns out that uh, quantitative or uh, systematic hedge funds suffered outflows from September of last year through March of this year it was about a 7 month period and only recently have they started getting inflows in April and May now this may have to do with the fact that until recently growth was on a tear and it's only recently that value has has started to outperform again
1: okay interesting I remember being at conferences in 2019 where people were talking about the drawdown in value as a factor. So it's very interesting to see that rebound. When did value versus growth start to outperform?
2: Uh, value started outperforming again after August of last year, basically in the fall fall of last year, the autumn, as you as you might say. Uh,
1: okay. And what did you see? Just remind me what you saw on the flow data. Did the flows reverse into... Into systematic and quant strategies at the same time, or did one lead?
2: Uh, no, other? no, the uh, the value versus the uh, flows into systematic funds only began about six months after value started outperforming.
1: Interesting. Okay, so allocators were looking for that performance pickup before allocating back into the quant strategies.
2: Correct, potentially. Yeah.
1: Potentially, yeah. Very good. And um, separate to uh, quant versus discretionary, there's, if I understand correctly, from what Liz said, there's, there's, there's more granularity to the data set than that, correct? So you're going into different strategy types?
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a primary strategy. There's the, we, we classify these funds by what their primary strategy is. So for instance, it could be event-driven equity. It could be long-short equity. It could be commodity trading mortgage backed fixed uh, fixed income, uh, various sector strategies. So what we're seeing now, oh the 12 over the 12 months to May uh, 21 is um, inflows into tech sector hedge funds, healthcare biotech hedge funds, uh, currency commodity trading advisors, and we're seeing outflows from traditional plain vanilla, Market neutral equity, long bias equity, long short equity.
1: Okay, interesting. And what do you think would be further? What would be further analysis that you would like to consider with this type of data around strategies? Would would you consider the persistence of those flows, or are there other things that you would like to think about?
2: Yeah, there's definitely persistence of the flows. There's other aggregating by other characteristics, not just domicile. So this is further research that has to be done. Um, one thing that I would like to mention is that I normally we hold out flows as a momentum indicator. So at first I was a little puzzled by why we were seeing this this reversal in the uh, in the hedge fund data when you aggregate by domicile, and then. I realized that the when you, when you aggregate by domicile, you're basically measuring outflows. So, for instance, if you have an Italian domiciled hedge fund, well, all the investors in these things are Italians. And so the money is coming from Italy in a sense. So in that sense, it represents an outflow from Italy. The money is coming from Italy to the rest of the planet. Does that make sense?
1: That makes sense.
2: So... Uh, we we had a paper out in the journal of alternative investments called fund flows as a country allocator where we looked at cross-border equity funds and we showed that flows into cross-border equity funds predicted country equity markets there was a there was a four-week momentum momentum effect there okay. so we looked we looked at those same funds but instead of looking at where they were invested in we looked at them by domicile And we found the same monthly reversal effect that you see for hedge funds.
1: Interesting. So with these use cases you've discussed across domicile, across quant versus discretionary and different investment strategies, which are the type of data consumers that are most interested in in flow data? We've, at Eagle Alpha, we've tended to see the most interest in this category from uh, from quant firms, are you, are, is that your experience? At EPFR,
2: quant funds. It could be central banks. We've just had a had a call with a central bank that was interested in, uh, in, in potentially looking at the data. It could be people. It it could be used as a risk factor. I've just talked to a hedge fund where they basically said there's no difference between alpha factors and risk factors. We treat them t- together.
1: Okay. What about uh, fund-to-funds? Have you had many conversations with allocators to hedge funds in terms of using this data?
2: I might defer to Liz on that that subject.
0: Yeah, what I would say on, on that topic is the data would certainly be useful to those types of investors, but we've really built this product to be used outside of fund selection processes. And I think there are other, other players in the market who have the fund-to-fund investors covered, but certainly could be useful
1: to them. Excellent. And in terms of the firms that are looking closely at this data, are most, most of the firms are based in, in the US, or are you getting interest from uh, Europe or Asia in terms of evaluating or trialing the data?
0: I would say it's a truly global interest.
1: Okay. Very good. And just remind me how many weeks old uh, the data set is. I know it's something you've been working on productizing.
0: Yeah, so we launched just about two weeks ago.
1: Okay. And uh, trialing and backtesting has commenced?
0: It it has indeed. um, We're we're pretty thrilled with the level of interest in the product. Um, That being said, you know, as I mentioned earlier, clients have been asking for this for a long time, so uh, we did expect to have
1: strong interest. Great. Excellent. Well, it's been great talking to you both today. It's been great to hear more about EPFR. It's great to be discussing flow data. It's been something that's been very topical this year, whether it relates to uh, hedge fund flows, like you've described, this is very differentiated data from that regard. There's been lots of questions on index rebalancing. There's been lots of questions on retail interest and retail flows as well. And I have no doubt that your new data set will receive a lot of interest. Um, look forward to helping uh, you promote it. Um, Vic, Liz, thank you very much for dialing in to, uh, from uh, Boston um, and from Massachusetts today. Uh, look forward to discussing this data with you more uh, over the coming weeks and months. Thank, thank you.
2: you. Thanks for having us.
0: Good speaking with you. Great.
1: Great. Thank you both.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of Profiting from Data. Thank you for listening. This podcast series is brought to you by Eagle Alpha, the pioneer in alternative data. To learn about Eagle Alpha's solutions for data vendors and buyers, please visit eaglealpha.com.